Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. And, and uh, if y'all have been listening for any period of time, you know where my allegiance is. It's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a hidden thing here that it's two-tone blue. It is just, if you were to come to look at my office, my daughter came up here recently and redid everything. And I don't, the guys, if you see if I can turn it over here, she, she did a pretty good job, I'd say beautiful yeah yeah it's it's absolutely beautiful it's and i I just there's i've got the championship dreams has jeff fisher on it i don't know why it has him on it but the tennessee tigers it has my hysteria 51 sign which is not tights related but still pretty cool and my eddie george jersey two-tone blue i have two guys on here today who not only bleed two-tone blue but talk two-tone blue would you like to introduce yourself yeah um so my name is Asherati. I was born in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, but lived my entire life in Sheffield, Alabama. Um, growing up, uh, there, there's no professional sports team in, in the state of Alabama. And um, my dad and uh, mom and both of my brothers were all Tennessee Titans fans. Uh, it really started, you know, when, when Vince Young got drafted there. Um, all of my family's from the state of Texas. So Vince Young going there made it 10 times easier for us to finally pick an allegiance. You know, we were, we were, we were, you know, just kind of in between there's no, nothing really to do. And, you know, the Falcons are just, oh God, they're, they're just the Falcons, but Tennessee is just incredible watching this team grow and mold itself into the culture that it has now. It, it's, it's unprecedented. Um, Vrabel has got everything going perfectly. I remember the dark days of, Curtis Painter and, and, you know, Charlie Whitehurst and um, God, there were just some, some bad ones, but um, that battle, Charlie Whitehurst and Curtis Painter and in Indianapolis and Tennessee was, was tough to watch, but uh, man, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. There's nothing more that, that I care about than in the entire world besides family and the Tennessee Titans, but there you go. We got one more. Tyler. Yeah, I'm I'm Tyler Whipple. Um, me and Asher are from pretty much the same area. We're from Northwest Alabama, um, in the Florence area, actually. Um, my dad, he's from Tullahoma, Tennessee, Manchester area. So he, we're really big Tennessee sports fans in general. I'm a big Tennessee Vols fan as well. Right, I know that's bad. You. We're going to mute you right now. There we go. I actually did mute him. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not a big Tennessee fan, huh? You're not a big uh, ball fan, huh? Well, I grew up in uh, – but go ahead, Tyler. I'll explain it just a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm a big – we're a big balls fan, so that's another thing. I, I love going up there to Neyland. So, that, I'm a, just a big Tennessee sports fan in general, but 
the Titans, you know, have always had a little more success than the Vols have in my lifetime, even though they've had some really bad times. So I've really, really grown to loving the Titans. And um, my dad really put that in place. You know, my first core memories as a fan was the Super Bowl era there. We went 99 and we lost by the yard and whatnot. So, and um, like I said, Asher said, I just, I've been riding with this team ever since the really dark days of the Charlie Whitehurst and Jake Locker and, Matt Hasselbeck, even though we had a few good years in there, the Kerry Collins, the Vince Young, I've seen a million quarterbacks through here. So, you know, I, I just love this team. You know, it's my favorite hobby. Um, after church on Sunday, I, we got to get home to watch the Titans, you know. So that's just, we just love this team. And I don't – I can't think of anything else I really enjoy more doing as as an adult myself, as my own general hobby. It's, that's really why I have a Titans podcast. So uh, I really love this team. We're going to talk about your podcast um, in a minute. Uh, I have I have some ties with Alabama. I had a job down there for about three years, and two of my kids were born down in Tuscaloosa. So I got a little tie with, with the University of Alabama. Um, but I grew up a Vanderbilt fan, and I, I realized Oof. that, yeah, yeah. I, I, shamed, Sorry. I, I, I <laughs> hang my head. I've actually been to two bowl games where they were in it, and they won both of them. And and I feel I feel like my my fandom has been fulfilled, so I just moved on from them. Just moved on. <laughs> yeah, you so mentioned you, Tuscaloosa. Uh, I'm an actually I'm an alumni from the University of Alabama. Oh, so, there you uh, go. Yeah, so roll roll tide. Yeah, that's see, that's what I'm talking about. Um, although I would say this, and this may sound awful, but I'm kind of wanting to see Cincinnati do well, just to see a, a different team do yeah. well, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. I mean, I've got a flaming hot take, and I, I've said this aloud before, and, you know, it's kind of get a lot of backlash from Alabama fans, but I, I could – one could make a serious argument that Nick Saban is bad for the game of college football. He wins yeah. all the time. Yeah, it is. No parody. Parody is always better. That's why the NFL is king, in my opinion, because anybody can win on any game of Sundays. Well, you said there's no professional football team in – Alabama, well, there's University of Alabama, the best team the money can buy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're right there. You yeah. know, that's a good valid point. No. <laughs> said, I, <laughs> there is not listen, listen, there are there's not a Lily White college team out there. There isn't. Uh so you know, it, it's like it's like Jesus said, you know, he he without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. There's not a Lily White. There is not a Lily White uh, college football thing. But let's get back to the Titans. Let's get back to the Titans. You were bringing up uh, your 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 fandom, and it it evolved around the Vince. I about said Vince Gill, Vince Young, uh, Kerry Collins, Charlie Whitehurst, Kerry uh, Co- um, uh, Jake Locker. I like Jake Locker. I liked him. He just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, what do you think about the last four years? Oh gosh. Um, I was a big, big believer in Marcus Mariota. I thought the pure talent was there. The ability was there. I think the team failed him, if we're being completely honest with you. I don't think it's the other way. He got he was broken down um, emotionally, mentally. I mean, and, you know, a lot of people love to, you know, chastise and criticize Marcus Mariota, but he took us kind of out of that dark era and put us into relevancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, it's unfair to not thank him, you know, and all the things he did in turning around the culture for that team. Cause I mean, he never complained again, like, like Tannehill, 
um, this this year. He's been hit more than any quarterback in the NFL, and he never complains. And you know, I feel like it just kind of molded into this, you know, historic run where you know Vrabel and Tomlin are the only two coaches in the NFL to not have a losing season. Um, I'd love to see Tomlin this year. That game two weeks ago just makes me sick. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. We, we, he would have a losing season if we could hold on to the football. But um, <laughs> I, I just – I feel like a lot of people don't give credit to Marcus Mariota enough um, for what he did in turning around this organization, as well as John Robinson. People don't realize how bad this team was when they got Marcus Mariota. We, we finished the worst in the league two years in a row. We were the Jaguars for a long time. And, you know – now we're we're relevant. It's you can't ignore the Tennessee Titans. You cannot do it because if you do, you know the national media will. They will continue to ignore the Titans. But I guarantee, if you ask all thirty-two, all other thirty-one NFL executives, if they want to see the Titans on any given Sunday, they'll say no. They do not want to play us. We'll beat them up. Whether they get out of there with a win, they're going to be banged up. They're going to think like, man, that was a war. And I feel like that kind of started with Marcus. He ushered it in, and then Tannehill just took the reins and ran with it. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, a lot of people didn't give Marcus Mariota the credit he deserved. I was a big, big believer in Marcus Mariota. I was so excited that we got him instead of Jameis Winston in that 2014 draft. I really thought he was going to be the guy to really cement himself as the best Titan quarterback of all. I thought he was going to be better than Stephen Nair after the well, the first game he played, I think he threw five touchdowns against the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. It was crazy. I thought, I thought he was really going to duplicate what they did in Oregon, and they never really played to his strengths. Our offensive coordinators, we had Terry Robisky and Matt LaFleur and one more, I believe. He had four offensive coordinators, actually. Ken Wisdom Hunt. Yeah. And he just never was set up for success. The guys would never let him run the hurry-up offense. We never had the scat-back running backs that we needed with him. We should have played like Oregon played football at that time, in my opinion. I th- we really missed the opportunity, I believe. I'm kind of glad we didn't get it now because we might have a different foundation, different culture. But I really wanted us to get Chip Kelly at the time when he was available. I know that's might be a flaming hot take as well. But if we would have got Chip Kelly, I think he would have really – really used Marcus Mariota the way he should have been used. And uh, he may have not had all the injury problems. and He would have been protected a little more. So I I really wish the guy could have had a better show in the Titans because he's just a humble, awesome person. You know, if you just well, read some of the stuff he's done, he's an awesome, awesome person. So, even now when he backs up, and I believe he's still with the Raiders, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing well. I right. mean, he's coming yeah. in and, and, and doing well. He's a good quarterback. He was just put in a bad situation. But think about this. If you're picking second, that means that you're not in a good situation. Right. Yep. Right. And they, and they, I think they did try, you know, to get a little personnel around him that would have worked, but they just never put the coaching staff in place that worked for Marcus Mariota. Um, if, if he, I don't think he was ever given a fair shot in Tennessee. I don't because he just they never used his abilities the way that he should have. So and they couldn't uh, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Pittsburgh or whoever ends up picking him up because I know he's going to get picked up this year. Maybe he has a career renaissance like Ryan Tannehill, and I really do because I hope him. I wish for him the best because I really like Marcus Mariota. I tell you, we though, just um, broke his confidence. We just yeah, broke his confidence, yeah. and I think he's getting it back. Uh, he's he's actually a pretty effective player on Madden. I remember using him <laughs> absolutely very effective <laughs> when you want to use the uh, 
the RPOs, you know, it's he's a good one to have. Now, I, I ask this, and, and I want y'all's opinion, because everybody has a different – if you were to have Mount Rushmore, four players, and, and well, let's just go all-time Titans. That would make – if you want to say, I want to introduce you to the Tennessee Titans, these are the four people that I'm going to introduce you to, what, what would those Titans be? Who would those Titans be? Man, yeah, see, my answer is going to be – my answer is going to be a lot different than most people's standard answers because I feel like we've really lived through three three lifetimes of Tennessee Titans football. We started off really good. We're pretty good, you know, through the 2000s, you know, middle 2000s. We weren't terrible. Then we got really, really bad. We stayed really, really, really bad. And then we got really good again. Um, so I'm going to attribute the Mount Rushmore to culture changed player, players that changed the culture. Um, you got to put Aaron McNair in there. Um, you know, he started us off, led us through that Super Bowl, played hurt so many times. Toughness is unprecedented. And then I'm going to go from there. I'm going to go to um, Chris Johnson. Um, Chris Johnson, I think, is is unbelievable. Um, and the way – the things that he could do, um, again, we could have had so much more at him. I know he never ran, he never ran for less than 1,000 yards winners of the Titans. So I love Chris Johnson. I love this culture change. And then three and four is where this, there's probably going to be a ton of divisiveness between most of your answers. Um, three, I'm going to put Kevin Byard at three. And then at four, I'm going to put Derek Henry because one, Kevin Byard has been the definition of Tennessee tough culture. The guy was drafted in the third round. So many teams passed up on him. And now he's arguably the best safety in the league. He's never missed a snap since he started and taken over. He's never missed a game. Um, he is, in my opinion, the best overall safety in the league by a long shot. And then you have Derrick Henry, who is just your enforcer. Every team needs one. Um, and the guy cannot be stopped. Like, And people always say, well, yeah, if you give him 30, any running back 30 carries a game, he's not going to be stopped. No, no, not every running back can carry the ball 30 times. Um, but that's my four. And I, if I could have had five, I would have put Delaney Walker at five, and then that would have been that. Yeah, I, I didn't think of Kevin Byard. If you if you ask me that question, that's a really good pick, Asher. Um, I love Kevin Byard. He's one of my favorite players. But I don't know if I can put him on there right now. Maybe at the end of his career, maybe a little, few more accolades. Because the safety spot is just kind of hard to put on these lists because, you know, but my four would probably be if, of course, you got to put Steve McNair there. Steve McNair is the toughest quarterback maybe to ever live. I mean, I can't think of a second who would ever play with a broke chest, literally a broke chest, play quarterback in the NFL. That's just nuts. So I'm putting Steve McNair there. Um, I got to go with Eddie. Eddie was my favorite player growing up. So 27. I used to wear it in football when I played in Little League because of Eddie George. Um, so he's going to be there for me. And then Mr. Monday Night himself, I'm putting Keith Bullock in there, um, was the middle line. I think Keith Bullock should be a Hall of Famer, considering where he put the kind of defense he led the entire time he was with Tennessee. And then at four, I'm going with Derrick Henry because I think he's going to be the best Titan to ever play when, he's, when he decides to hang it up. I really do. I think he's going to have – if he can stay healthy, I don't. I could see him really rushing for 15,000 yards when his career is over because he's only 27. Do you think that it's that Derrick Henry and AJ Brown are two of the most recognizable Titans right now? 
Oh, oh 100%. No um, they I, think the only ones get, I think they're the only ones that get any national attention because of the positions they play. Like Kevin Bauer is probably our best player overall. Like Asher was saying, he's probably our best. Um, just you can count him every week to be there, do the right things, make plays every single week. Um, you can really say that about Derrick Henry too, but those he's probably our best player. But the national media only gives the attention to the guys that score touchdowns. So that's the reason they are that. But that I mean they earn that positions too. But that's that be the answer to that question. And I think when it's all said and done, AJ Brown's going to be on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, I can see that best receiver. I, he's easily going to be the best receiver in Titans history, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, who's who's next? Derek Mason or Drew Bennett? Yeah, that's that's not hard. Much <laughs> who won the so. game? Thir- who won the game Thursday night? AJ <laughs> Brown. AJ Brown. Brown. Yeah. AJ Brown said, "I got this." Yeah, and, and you know when they were. Beer. When they were throwing him the ball, I thought, oh, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt because of some of the hits. He took. he just got up, bounced off, and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> he's just throwing grown men around like they're children out there. It's oh, hilarious. I love and, to see and, it. And the thing about A.J. Brown that got me, and, and I will be the first to admit it, I say, why did you pick up A.J. Brown? You got Corey Davis. Corey Davis is awesome. I like Corey Davis. That's why I'm not a GM in the NFL. <laughs> Corey Davis was what everybody thought AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown is what everybody thought Corey Davis was going to be. Big receiver, fast, physical. Uh, just I don't know. He couldn't stay healthy with Tennessee. And he still can't stay healthy with New York. So, and he's really inconsistent. In, it hurts to see him in green. Corey Davis. I, I got. I bought his jersey. I got to meet him. I, I like. But I'll tell you this. I I have a, a confession to make, fellas. Um. Whenever I buy a Titans jersey the next year, they're gone. <laughs> a friend of mine bought me a, a Derek a Derek uh, Henry jersey last year. Oh, oh, yeah. that's okay. I've got two Derek Henry jerseys. I made up for that for you. Oh, there you go. I've got two as well. He's coming back. I mean, he's going to be back. But I'm telling you, a pissed off Derek Henry and who, who's not going to win a third straight rushing title in the playoffs. Good luck. How Good many? Luck. How many weeks was he in first place? Even when he wasn't running, about three. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was three weeks. I think three, it was four weeks. Now, I tell you, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's a bad, bad man. He's a he's a yeah. nice player for sure. He's not Derrick Henry, but he's the second best running back. So if you he's had a chance, if you he's had a chance right now, no, he's not Derrick Derrick Henry. If, if if your team is dependent upon one person as much as Titans are, that's the MVP. Um, if you had a chance right now to meet any Titan, living or or past, who would you meet? Oof, that is a really good question. Tyler, you take this one first. I'm, I'm going to have to think about this one. He, he handed it off to you. Um, <laughs> That is a tough question. Not Oilers, you know, just Titans. No, well, you know, okay, all right. Let's go back to the 60s then. Oilers, too, if you geez. want to. That makes uh, it even better. You know, actually, I have a good answer to this question. I actually listened to um, – it's, it's it's for the uh, Busting with the Boys, Will Compton and Tyler LeJuan. Yeah. Um, I really would uh, probably like to meet those guys. They seem really funny, really chill guys. So I think those two in particular come to mind first because I already kind of know how they are, how they about, operate. I, I got a story about that. About five years ago, well, actually before Mike Grable became coach, he uh, Taylor Wan hosted a radio program at Logan's in Franklin, I think. And I told my wife, we're going because I want to meet Taylor Lewan. Um I got to meet him and Mike Keith and Amy, uh, the, the, I can't think of her last name. My mind went blank. Um, 
But we won tickets to see Carolina play. It was the year Carolina went to the Super Bowl, and they just destroyed the Titans. It was awful. Mm. Um, Taylor Juan is a large human being. <laughs> but he was nice. He took pictures with us. He talked to us. He was just a, a good old boy. Very large guy, but a good old boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Um, I'm going to go like definitely off the grid with this one you guys are never gonna would probably never guess this but i'm gonna go with with um with pac-man jones i feel like pac-man or Cortland finnegan would be so cool to meet Cortland finnegan would probably be my first pick because like he's a he went to samford out you know over there in birmingham and then at one point he's leading the nfl in interceptions and i would just like to ask him like dude did you ever think this was going to happen like you coming from Samford and now you're leading the NFL in interceptions. And man, Pac-Man Jones, I feel like would just be fun if he didn't would hit be fun. anything. He would be fun. Corlin Finnegan was a nice guy too. He he was playing in a basketball uh, game for the DMA Association up in Dixon, close to where I live, and I got to meet him. Uh, the thing is, when you put yourself out there, <laughs> you just stalk people, I guess. You get to meet certain people. Um, but I want to tell y'all guys a missed opportunity. Are you ready? Let's hear it. 1997, 98, in that time frame, they were the Tennessee Oilers. And they were up at the Bellevue Mall signing autographs. And my mom said, go up there and meet them. I'm like, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm not a Titans or Oiler fan. Steve McNair stood five feet away from me, and I never said anything to him. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I, got that off, I got that off my chest. I'm, I'm, I, it was awful. I sh- I, it's a missed opportunity. If you get opportunities to meet somebody, get your chances to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough pill to swallow there. Well, tell me about your podcast. Um, so we do a podcast. It's uh, called Talking Two-Tone. It's, uh, it's available to listen on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And basically what how it started was – Really, Tyler, uh, Tyler and I have we, you know, we started talking all throughout the games this year, and I was like, you know what, dude, let's just let's start a podcast. And Tyler that day created the podcast, sent the link, and got the ground, got it on the ground running. Man, we we started recording, I think that following Tuesday, and we haven't missed uh, one since. And you know, we we never will. And you know, it's just it's not something we do for for publicity or for the fame or anything like that. It's just some something for two Titans fans from Alabama who lived literally 30 minutes away from each other. Just, you know, you know, talking Titans as, as, like, as just fans. Like we watch the games we come on the next Tuesday and we give our takes and then we think what, what should happen in the next game. And it, it literally could not have, could not have a better co-host to do it with. It's just so much fun. Yeah, I agree with that 100% way he talked about it. Uh, it is a lot of fun. He said we're both from Alabama. There's just not a lot of passionate Titans fans around here like me and him. And we just kind of hit it off. You know, we, we met each other through a mutual friend um, who I went to school with. And uh, we just talked one day about Titans. And all of a sudden, it just started clicking. And I started texting him. And he started texting me back during the games. And like you said, we hit the podcast button. And we've been going ever since. But uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. You know, I really, really enjoy doing it with Asher. He's, 
he's got a lot of good takes. You know, he's really passionate about the Titans, so am I, and it's just fun to do. So, and I want you guys to listen, whoever's listening to this podcast, y'all can come on with us too. You know, we do our fan of the week every week. Uh, we like to bring in here. Actually, Jeremy's been on here with us uh, last week, and we just enjoy hearing other people's perspectives and what they think about the Titans and from all over the place. So it, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really glad we do it. I'm glad y'all are on today. I I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, was it last week? I believe or the yeah, it was last week. Uh, I kind of got worried about my my guess of the score, the San Francisco game, and about didn't go the way I thought it would. <laughs> uh, do y'all do y'all have a parting word for the Football's Family podcast listeners? Yeah, um, I actually had a thought about the football's family. You said the the, the word football is family. Um, my thought about that is without football, I would have never had a good friend like Asher. Just just thinking, me and Asher would have never really been as friends the way we are. It just goes to show you how powerful this sport is in America and how much people really love it and enjoy it. And, you know, it just creates bonds and friendships and camaraderie that, a lot of things can't do, you know, uh, there's, there's just, it, it gives you to escape from reality and we get to just enjoy our team together. And I'm really appreciative of it. And I really appreciate Asher being my friend and I'm appreciate the Titans that it created a friendship that I never would have thought we'd have this way. So, and, uh, I just, that's just my thought on the podcast itself. Oh, before, before you go, Asher, I just had a, uh, a tweet, a tweet, come across my feed john madden passed away today oh man yeah john madden, mm. john madden passed away uh rest your soul my friend you are you are a giant among mortals absolutely yeah, uh, what a what a legend and you know I, you know banking off of you know what tyler just tyler just harped on i i have a very very similar mindset and i'm going to sing kind of the same tune without football you know you take away football, I mean, out of the world. If it were just, just just to disappear tomorrow, for example, there's just no more. Every every league gets dissolved. Um, it would make the world a worse place because I feel like, you know, it gives someone every – sports have this magical way of, you know, whatever, you know, trauma or, you know, complications you have in your life, they have this, you know, innate ability for you to go home turn on your television and en and enjoy a period of time where you're just not thinking of any outside influence. You're just watching and you're observing how much it means to these players for them to watch, for you to be able to watch them and vice versa. It, it, it has this way of unifying people that just seem ununifiable. Um, and so that's kind of what, what I like to harp on. And like Tyler said, we, grew up, you know, 45 minutes away from each other, but we probably would have never met if it hadn't been for our mutual friend who, you know, just in his name is Skyler. And um, we probably would have never met and never got to hitting off and talking about the Titans. Cause I mean, before I, before I really got to new got to know Tyler, um, it was just me and my brothers. We would just sit at home and talk Titans and they're just as equally passionate about it as I am. They're not really as, as talkative though. So they weren't really made for the podcast life. But, you know, it just, it has this, sports has this innate ability to unify people when, and, you know, correct some of the, you know, malaise that you're going through at whatever time it might be. Yeah, that's part of what 
I wanted this podcast to be to say that there is a bond. And I'm going to give you all a, a parting note here. Um, I live in a, a place called Waverly, Tennessee. I don't know if you heard about it. We had a flash flood hit just a few months ago and it killed 21 people here. Um, I actually was helping move some chairs and tables around at a guy's house. He had to move to Dixon, which is about 30 minutes away. And he said that his mother was swept away in the flood and he watched her die. Um, about the high school, the high school uh, stadium was destroyed. It was just knocked underwater. It was awful. The Titans came through and allowed Waverly to host their homecoming in Titan Stadium. They gave them new equipment, Titans merchandise. They let them practice there. How many people can say that they actually played at an NFL stadium? Not many. Now, uh, this is what this is why I believe football is family. Where you, like you're saying, that you two would have never met or. It wouldn't have been like this if you hadn't met, if it wasn't for football. Take advantage of the time you got. Enjoy the people you got. Fellas, thank you for being on here. Uh, and follow them at Talking Two-Tone. And uh, we'd love to have you back on again, probably in February when we're in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Hey, can you yeah, give me a tighten thanks, up? Thanks, Jimmy. Tighten up. Tighten up. Thank you all for listening to Football's Family. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games, spelled with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. And don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday and Thursday and Monday and whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA Golf, Cricket, Esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive, that's T-H-R-I-V-E, or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season.
At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes.